The Influencer's Edge is brought to you by the Invisible Influence Series. If you're ready to massively increase your sales by leveraging the power of subconscious persuasion, then make sure you text the word COMPEL to 411-321. That's COMPEL to 411-321. And if you're outside of the United States, then use WhatsApp and text the word COMPEL to 1-909-741-1321. Make sure you put in your best email address because that's how we'll deliver the goodies. Welcome to the Influencer's Edge. This is the place where you come to get the latest breakthroughs, cutting-edge insights, tools, and techniques to leapfrog over the pack in sales, persuasion, and influence. Be sure you visit our website at www.theinfluencersedge.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, tune in, and enjoy today's episode. All right. Welcome to today's episode. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you may be. I am excited. I know you'll be blown away. I, I want to welcome Jim Palmer, Captain Jim Palmer. Why do they call you Captain, <laughs> by the way? Because I'm a boat captain. I drive a 50-foot boat up and down the East Coast. Wow, wow, wow. I've heard that boats are huge holes in the water that it's suck true. money down. <laughs> it's true. It's all true. Everything you heard about boats is true, but it's also a hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> all right. We're, we're going to read your bio. Then we're going to go off the rails. Forget the standard questions. Let's just have a good old conversation. Good old conversation. And well, you can't not share value because you are a genius at what you do. And Thank let you. me just be transparent before we dive into the bio. Jim is my coach. He's made me tons of money. Based on what you said, I did a live event. We sold $55,000 worth of coaching in the front of the room. We did another $20,000 in in sales of products, recorded products. We did about $75,000. And you had some stuff you told me to say to to in in the front of the room. But we'll get into that. That that was before we closed like three high value clients for your there were more than three. You're under you're you're under you're under bragging about yourself. Let me (laughs) let me brag on you. I'm gonna read the bio, which I think is a little bit batshit boring and we curse (laughs) a little bit on the show. You know, it is called the influencer's edge. So we get a little edgy. So here we go. Jim Palmer is a marketing expert and an in-demand small business coach. He's the founder of the Dream Business Academy and Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program. Jim is the host of Dream Business Coach TV and the Dream Busy Radio Podcast. You are one hell of a busy dude. Jim is a serial entrepreneur, creator of no hassle newsletters, no hassle social media. I'm getting that there's no hassle in what you do. Uh, (laughs) Concierge, print and mail on demand, (laughs) success advantage, publishing, custom article generator, and just to name a few. Jim is also the acclaimed author of Just Say Yes, Create Your Dream Business and Live Your Dream Lifestyle, Decide the ultimate success trigger. Stop waiting for it to get easier. The fastest way to hire profits, stick like glue. It's okay to be scared, but never give up. And the magic of newsletter marketing. That wow, some is, great titles. That is a mouthful. Man, you know how to write good copy, all of it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to dive right in. Jim, 
please tell us, I know a little bit about your background, because as I say, you are my coach, you are my trainer, you have helped me to blow my sails through the ceiling, but I want to talk a little bit. I know everyone says, how did you get started right. in the sales field? But first, I want to ask you, what motivated you to start your own business and get the hell out of being employed by other people? Well, it's fun. It's funny because a lot of people uh, always dream about being an entrepreneur and they go ahead and do that. And then there's a lot of people who want to be an entrepreneur, but the timing never seems right. And then um, what's interesting is I, I read this book once called Get Fired and Get Fired Up. So people who end up losing their jobs maybe have a hard time finding work and then say, well, maybe now's the time. That was the case for me. I was 41 years old, still had four teenagers at home, and I lost my position of VP of marketing. And um, about a year later, I'm still unemployed. And then I had cancer, as you know, also. Oh, my so, goodness. Yeah. So the next five months were just kind of brutal. Like we were in debt and, you know, my prospects of finding work were very slim. And um, I, Can I just say you must yes. have been scared. I'm just saying you must have been scared shitless. Yes, I was. And um, but then, uh, you know, I, I just, you know, it got to the point where I, I felt like what else could go wrong? And I, I really just got on my knees and prayed for guidance because I, I just felt, man, I, I've been in charge of my career and I've done really well for myself. But I just I felt like I made a mess of things. And I believe I was uh, received assigned to start my own business. So I started my own business October 2001. You did was, great. You did fantastic. Rather the shoot. You were coining money. People no, were knocking on your door. Not even right? close. No. My first year was revenue free, which is a polite way of saying it took me a year to get my first paying client. Now that's a, that is a great reframe. Instead of saying it was failing or sinking or struggling, you said it was revenue free. Where did you get that talent? I, I'm going to interrupt a lot. I'm an interruptive I, interviewer. I am a hopeless marketer. I will talk in phrases. <laughs> and, and there's just a way to, you know, anyway, it's, it, you can't escape the way you think and the way you talk. I've, I've always been a marketer, but now I get paid to be a marketer. And, and well, what help does that people. mean? You've always been a marketer since you were a kid or what does that mean? Always. I, I think that everybody is born with a, with a skill and a talent. And if you can figure out what it is, you might do well working for somebody else, or if you can start a business based on that. So when I was 21 years old, Paul, I became manager of a bicycle store. And um, at, when I was 21, this was during uh, what we call the uh, Carter recession. I know you're old enough to remember that, the yeah. <laughs> delays and all that. So we really didn't have a, much of a budget to bring in new customers. So what I did is I, I, I sat at a typewriter. This is before computers. And I typed out a two-page newsletter eight and a half by 11, black and white. I cut out pictures of products from my product catalogs and put them on the glass, held it down in the copier. Anyway, <laughs> we mailed out, I think we mailed out about 1,200 newsletters to 1,200 customers that I had a list for. And uh, believe it or not, people started coming in. Now, one of the things I clearly remember was uh, bicycle shorts, the tight Lycra shorts with the pad and the crotch. It's just very common look, today. I know we both look fantastic I know, in those. Right? <laughs> but in, in 1980, it, it, we were brand new and people were like, what is that guy wearing? Why is he doing it in public? Right. So you, we had to educate the public as to why they wanted to wear them. So. I, the, the headline I wrote for that front page was not like special of the month bicycle shorts. I said, the secret to riding three hours instead of 30 minutes without a sore butt. And then people started coming in and they bought these <laughs> shorts with a padded crotch. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm, I, and again, I enter, that's what we you would call a, 
a benefit-laced headline and it gets attention. And it got attention and people came in um, and so much so that in our bicycle store, most stores had just a what you call a rounder rack and you had some stuff on it. I developed about a third of our store into what I call the bicycle clothing store, a store within a store. And we went from about $10,000 a year to $100,000 a year in cycle clothing in large part to the newsletter. So everywhere I worked after that, I, I developed a newsletter. I just became a real fan of staying in touch with your customers, clients, patients, whatever, with a monthly newsletter, right? And so when I started my first business, October 2001, I was writing and designing newsletters for companies, chambers of commerce, nonprofits, associations. And again, my first year is revenue free. But what I was doing that whole year was working my butt off. And what I now describe is I was planting all the seeds, nurturing the seeds, staying in contact and following up with people. And in my, my 12th month, I got a new client, which was a pretty good sized client, a local chamber of commerce, and then boom, boom, boom. So one of my other expressions, is, if you want to have a big harvest, you got to plant a lot of seeds. So that's what year one was about, planting seeds. And then I kind of went from there. In year five, I'd grown that business, uh, Paul, to about $300,000, but I kind of felt like I was hitting a wall because I didn't want to have any employees. And I, just, I was really, I was writing and designing newsletters. I was driving out to meet clients, overseeing printing and mailing. I was very busy, which kind of felt good. But I also realized I couldn't keep growing this. And I started learning about internet marketing, discovered Dan Kennedy, one of my greatest mentors to this day. Me too. And um, so then I created a program called No Hassle Newsletters. I started reselling some of the content that I would write, or now that I have writers write, and I created these done-for-you newsletter templates that small business owners can use to send to their customers, and I grew that to over 1,200 small business owners in nine countries were paying me a monthly fee for that. Now, here's a question I want to ask you. Yes. A lot of people say, well, great entrepreneurs, they start out and they know they're going to be successful. They have a vision of every step of the way. They have every step planned out. Obviously, and correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds to me like in your story, things happen ser serendipitously. <laughs> they happen serendipitously. Yeah. So do you believe that's true, that a lot was serendipitous that you, or did well, you there, plan, yes. did you have the whole vision, like one day I'll make $300,000, you wrote down no. the goal to make 300 grand? My goal was to get enough peanut butter and jelly to feed the kids initially, right? <laughs> yes. And then you start thinking, well, whoa, maybe we can start paying down debt, and then your, your goals grow. And anybody that says I had everything figured out at the beginning is, is a liar, in my opinion, because the only thing it. you know is the first step I'm going to take, and then I'm going to see what's the next step and the next step. And the biggest thing about entrepreneurialism is having the courage to take that next step without knowing where the next step well, is going to be. Well, so let's talk about that. Okay. It's one thing to say you have to have the courage. You're a fantastic coach. I know you're a deeply faith-based man. You're a man of faith. We talked about that. Mm -hmm. I've even asked you to pray for my brother, who's quite ill. I hope he's still alive when this air, when this airs. But how would you, how, other than being a man of faith, what would you say to people? How do people go about finding that courage? Because if you don't have the courage to take the step, you've got a, something here that says, um, stop waiting for it to get easier. Stop waiting for it to get easier. And the book that I wrote, Decide, which was, you know, that's the ultimate uh, success trigger. This great is a book. great entrepreneurial mindset book. And what I share in that book are some of the fears and phobias that I personally had, which prevented me from growing farther, faster. Can we unpack now, those? Yes. Unpack so those? one of them was a, a lifelong fear of public speaking. I knew if you were a speaker, it's a way to go from in sales from one to one to one to many. But I resisted that. I found other ways to work around that. 
Another fear was writing books. Like I can't put my name on a book. I barely passed sixth grade English, as I like to say. <laughs> and then the, the, one of the biggest fears that ultimately I conquered, and it was a major growth for my business, was putting on my own seminars, my own live events. You know, initially it's like, you're so good at it. Forgive me. You're so good at it. I find that hard to believe. Well, Paul, it's like, what if nobody comes? What if everybody comes and I get up there on the first morning of the first of three days and I don't know what to say? What if I say everything I know to say by lunch? Then what am I going to do for two? And by the way, <laughs> people think, well, if nobody comes, you're off the hook. You sign a contract with the hotel for the meeting space. There's there's food and beverage. You have to guarantee so many sleeping rooms. I mean, initially, I think my first one was probably eight or ten thousand dollars. The biggest one I did was thirty five thousand dollars. That's out the door before you have any success at all. Wow. So it really is um, stepping up and believing in yourself. But I want to answer the question because I was just actually um, working with a client uh, yesterday on this on this subject about where did you get the faith and the courage? A lot of it comes, I'd say most of it comes from working with mentors who have been there and coaches. I could, I could name every step along the way where um, I, when I started my mastermind, Dream Business Mastermind in 2009, opened it to great fanfare and had seven members the first year. Four of them paid, three of them unpaid. But I started with seven and I've grown it to be a very nice, a very nice uh, mastermind of which you're a member of. And um but I, I, I joined a mastermind uh, that had some very successful mastermind leaders in it in their own right. And I, people I really looked up to. And on the first meeting, they, I got up and did my piece. And I thought, well, I've done this. I've done this. Now this is what I'm going to do. And they said, one of them said, uh, Jim, let me ask you a question. Uh, I know you want to grow your coaching business to be large and maybe as large as mine or whatever. And I know what you're doing to do that. I know what you're doing marketing wise, but Jim, I also know what you're not doing. So the question I have for you is this, what makes you think you're entitled to be the same as successful as I am, but you're not willing to do the same thing, me and all these other people. And he's talking about speaking, writing a book and doing your own seminars. Cause listen, when I do a three-day seminar, I got very good at, and I mean, I got very good at sharing everything about how I built my business, but I closed business, right? It's like I helped you do at yeah, your do. event. There's a way to do that. It's called <laughs> selling from the stage, right? There's nothing, there's nothing icky about it. You know, you, you can either you can either give a speech and get applause and go home and feel good about the applause, or you can give a speech and take money home. Right? <laughs> That's like going on a date, spending a lot of money, and then good night, and you never hear from. Yeah, the see you later, again. right? So, so, th so the fully answer your question, I, I fully believe that I was going to be successful. And I got really tired after a while of taking the slow and steady approach. And that's when I started investing in working and getting myself surrounded with smart people who were smarter and more advanced and further along than I was. And I allowed them to hold my feet to the fire. And, and what I say is they put a mirror to my face and said, why are you such a wussy? I'll just say that. But no, <laughs> say the word. We don't yeah. we don't mince words here. And I and I'm like, man, I got to stop that. So, I mean, I did a lot. I mean. I joined Dale Carnegie. I did hypnosis. I did positive affirmations. I did like, if there were 10 things to get over fear of public speaking, I didn't try one and then see if it worked. I did them all. I did them all. And next thing you know, I started giving talks in front of 20, 30 people. And, and largest group I was in was almost 300 people. Yeah. But I mean, I could do that easy. I could put on my own three-day seminars. But that's an example. And, and honestly, without sounding too uh, braggadocious, that's what makes Brag. me a good coach. That's what makes me a good coach today. You can't
can't escape. I won't accept your bull crap, right? Because I've been there and I know. You're not it. a good coach. You're an amazing coach. You're a world beating <laughs> coach. You. And I'm not being paid to say it. Thank you. So uh, anyway, so after No Hassle newsletters, I just kept going, Paul. I created like five different No Hassle social media came after that. Custom article generator, success advantage publishing. And, and then in 2009, Dan Kennedy at a seminar said, by the way, the more success you have, the more visible you get. He says the higher up the flagpole you go. And he says, uh, if somebody wants to learn from you, you may have a, a coaching business. Nobody ever thinks of themselves as a coach. Very few people actually go to coach university. I certainly didn't. But if you if you really have the goods, if you have the experience. Forgive me, me, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because you know, there's a lot of people out there. Uh, Yeah, this life coaching thing is is such a load of I'm sorry, I'm going to offend people. A lot of it's just bullshit. Same with NLP certificate. Uh, There's a lot of NLP companies out there. If you sit your butt in the seat and pay the fee and show up every day, you get your certificate, but you actually gain the skills through. That's right. And I, I just, you know, as long as it's legal, ethical, and moral, go make a business for yourself. But I think it's, I personally think it's wrong for somebody. I'm a six, I can teach it. I've had six or seven figure business, but you haven't even brought in six figures yourself. Right. So I think it's my, my way of doing it is go have the experience, learn how to do it, and then be willing to share it with others and be handsomely rewarded for doing it. Jim, I want to talk about something that you said that really struck me. A lot of what you said strikes me. But you said a commonly asked question you get is, if there's one thing that I should be doing, what is it? What is your answer you give to that question? There isn't one thing. (laughs) (laughs) And and that is a question that really, and it's, it's interesting because, Again, Dan Kennedy at one of the seminars said, folks, I remember when I was doing broadcast facts as a way to generate money. And then all of a sudden, Congress, in their infinite wisdom, said facts. You can't broadcast facts. It's against the law. So if somebody was strictly a a facts marketer, they had to find another way. So you don't want to have one way. I teach what I call my million dollar platform. These are all the ways that I've known to start and grow and market a business. So it includes social media on different platforms. It includes podcasting. It includes writing books. It includes doing video marketing. It includes being a speaker. It includes doing your own events. All these different things are like the recipe that help contribute. So there, there is no one thing. Now, if I stop podcasting today, is that going to kill my business? Probably not. But you know, most, I would say several of the clients that have joined my mastermind initially heard me either on an interview like this, I've, right. they've been a guest on my show, or right. I've been a guest on theirs, right? So you, you, well, how do you tie? What's the ROI on that? Sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you do. And there's a lot, and that brings up another point is some things are measurable. Some of your efforts are going to be measurable and that's great, but some of them, you just, you cannot measure it. You just know you need to do it. You, you know what I learned that? So when I, in, I, again, I think 2008 or 2009, I don't know if you remember this Kodak came out with this little called a flip camera. So it looked like a pack of cigarettes. You flipped up the lens and you could shoot video and then it, it saved it <laughs> yeah. as an MP4 and you could just upload. It was like revolutionary, but it was yes. only like a hundred bucks, right? So you didn't need a six or $800 camera. So I bought a flip camera and everybody said, oh, you should have shoot your videos. It's a way to, so anyway, I started doing videos 
And it was originally called uh, Newsletter Guru TV. My my former was Newsletter Guru. Now I'm Dream Business Coach. But so I started. Wait, shooting- wait, 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 yep. wait, wait. You, you can't throw out a gold nugget like that. What made you flip that and, and reframe, rebrand yourself like that? So initially, my first business was a very dumb corporate name called Dynamic Communication. I realized. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Sucks. Right. So then. It sucks. You know, when I started learning direct response, marketing, other things, I created no hassle newsletters because in the name, it actually says what it does. Right. Completely removes the hassle of, you know, generating more repeat and referral business through better communication with your customers. Anyway, so um, then I also learned about the power of anointing yourself. So um, you, you will earn significantly more money for who you are than what you do. What you do is likely either a commodity or there's a thousand other people who do what you do, but you're going to earn more money for who you are. So what that means is you have to anoint yourself as the go-to expert in any niche. So in newsletters, I, I said, "Hmm, I'm going to be the newsletter guru. Actually one of my clients. So I'm, I'm learning all about this anoint myself. What do I call myself? I had a client. He was, um, he was a, he kind of looked like Kojak, a, a big Italian guy, very, very big. Voice we are really all. dating ourselves. I here. know, right? Flip People phones, like, How old flip cameras. <laughs> well, Kojak. we both got gray here, so they know we're not 40, right? This is Silver Fox sign. Oh, I, I call see. this a Silver Fox signal. <laughs> so, and I always tell my clients when I do a newsletter, give, you got to give it three, four, five months. It's not, it's not like send out a postcard and generate money at a sale on a weekend. So, but so this guy was a sales trainer and I wrote his first newsletter and sent it out. And um, he got two new clients from the first issue. And he calls me up and goes, hey, Palmer, you're an effing newsletter guru. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, newsletter oh. guru. So that's how I became the newsletter guru. And there's and serendipity. All- there's serendipity. That's again. right. That's right. So all of my marketing, I created a caricature. I had like a Superman cape on with NG on my chest. And I really <laughs> rode that. And it was a little embarrassing. I'll be honest with you. When I went to my first event where I, where I, where I took a booth for like five grand and I had newsletter guru up there, I was almost like, I, I'll be honest, I was almost embarrassed. People came up, newsletter guru. But most people at that time, that's after I launched my first book, The Magic of Newsletter Marketing, they were bringing the book to my booth. They wanted me to sign it and get a Whoa. picture with the newsletter guru. Whoa. And so first of all, after I turned a little bit of red, I, you know, I tried, okay, let me pretend I'm actually somebody and take a picture with these people, right? <laughs> but that's how I really learned about the power <laughs> of celebrity, Paul. And so then, you know, when I started coaching and really started growing that business, by the way, No Hassle Newsletter is still going today. It just runs on autopilot. I have two very talented people that just kind of run it for me. So my main business is being the dream business coach and running my mastermind. So that indeed you are. Yeah. So for two years, I was Jim Palmer, the newsletter guru and the dream business coach. And after two years, more, all of my marketing was focused on the, and I just became the dream business coach, but you can go to No Hassle Newsletters and still see the newsletter guru and stuff like that. Cool. I want to dive into something that you taught me. One of the major reasons I made so much money at that event and I continue to do it. I remember I used what, so we both know an amazing guy named Adam Homie, who is going to be one of my guests. And Adam was running the technical stuff at my event. And he said, Paul, when you were doing that pitching, I swear it was word for word what comes out of Jim's mouth. Yep. And I did. It's funny, but I have a, I laugh at this stuff, but not because it's, well, it's a little 
sneaky, but it's sneaky in the service of the people who are helping because fundamentally right. we are in service. I believe that you can be clever and crafty in the service of something to help other people. I think right. the two don't have to be a paradox. If you can take a little time, talk about this concept of seed-based marketing and seed-based selling and the sure. distinction between marketing and selling. Well, let me first address this thing about sales being sneaky or smarmy or something like that. What I believe is if you if you have a product or a service, most of us are service related, right? We have a skill that we're using. So if you have a service that can actually enhance someone's life, make it better, make it easier, make it they're faster, lose weight, make it more successful. If you actually provide a good service, then it behooves you to put yourself out there and help more people, but just be handsomely rewarded for doing it. So what I say is, you know, people will often come along, they'll read your marketing, they might even talk to you, you might be in a sales situation. I think what I say is you can bring them all the way up to the edge of the ledge, so to speak, but they still have some little thing that's going, I call it the what ifs. Well, what if it doesn't work? What if I invest? You have to address the what ifs, but you also have to push people. Now, if that makes it difficult to be a, a successful salesperson, so be it. But as long as you catch them and take them for a smooth ride down and make their life better as you promised, then, then go ahead and be a salesperson. There's nothing wrong with that. By the way, if you've got a great looking business card, maybe you opt for the heavy cardboard and it's glossy and you got a big desk. Maybe you live on a gorgeous boat. That's all fine. But if you're not selling, you don't have a business. So just get, <laughs> get over yourself in that respect. But um, so I, I don't know if I coined it or not, but I call it seed-based selling. So when you are talking with somebody, even on an interview like this, it's going to become apparent. Oh, I think Jim is planting seeds right now. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. But so one of the, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to go back to uh, what I call selling from the stage. So when I used to do my events and what I instructed you to do. So when you have something that you're going to offer, or we call it an invitation, because it's some less, somewhat less smarmy than a pitch, right? But if there's something you're going to offer after you do a day or two days of like solid change their life content, and you invite them to continue the education in a more enhanced way, the way you're going to get them to say yes and be excited for doing so is by pre-positioning yourself and the offer and the result that they will get by delivering this conversation in a certain way. I have three levels of coaching. I have my platinum group, I have my diamond group, and I have my VIP. VIP, for lack of a better description, is business in a box. So everybody who's busy, and I give you all this great advice, but you don't implement it, I, can get, I will get your book written, I'll get your website done, I'll do all of that. It's my highest paid program, okay? So what I'm doing from literally when I get introduced the first morning is I'm talking about the success that my clients have. I want to talk to you right now about um, how to create your own celebrity expert brand. So I'll talk about my own thing. Let me tell you about a brand that I created, you know, for this client, that client, and that client. They're all VIP client members of mine and blah, 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 blah. So then and I, you're I doing on. it. Here we go. Uh, you're doing it in the form of a story talking about other people, not your own success, but you're talking about other people and therefore they can go, Oh, maybe I can do this. That's right. Well, both are important. So I've done it for myself twice newsletter guru and dream business coach. I now have the, the luxury of working three days a week from my boat as we travel. That's because I've been very good at this. And let me tell you what I did for this client and that client. And we, this person had a skill, but they were like under the radar. Um, and I share all these different stories of clients. And I said, this is another VIP client of mine. 
And I, so, and then I'll go on, I'll talk about, here's why you want to have a podcast. Number one, you're going to get exposure. Number two, blah, 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 blah. And by the way, the connection that you make as a guest or as a host is actually more of a conversation than you'll ever have with a prospect who doesn't know you. And when it's over, it's, it's in a non-threatening way. So it's like you have a connection now. They know more about you. So why does this work? Well, let me tell you, seated right here in the front row is, uh, is Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay was a guest on my podcast. What, Lindsay, five weeks ago? She thought I was good and blah, blah, blah. I invited her to my thing. She's right here. And by the way, she signed up for my VIP program. So if you think hosting a podcast can't produce results, Lindsay is proof. And I could tell you until so. And then I would go on. So what I'm saying, Paul, is that by the on the second day, when I open the invitation to join the Dream Business Mastermind, and I then talk about my VIP program first, they've heard most about it. They've heard all the different success stories about it. So they're pre-positioned, right. maybe even predisposed right. to want to be in that program, even if it's a higher investment than they were originally thinking. And then I'll offer them diamond if you're not ready for VIP and the other one. But I don't start here and move up. You go here and move down. So it's kind of a long answer. But everything oh. about the way you present yourself and talk about yourself is is planting seeds i got it and you, <laughs> this the funny thing you told me to do that i i remember this you said don't even tell them in the beginning you say look i'm really busy i have so many clients i i, I do have other things but don't bother me don't come talk. what did you say can you Tell me what you said. You remember something along those lines. Well, there were two things that stick out. One of them I remember right now, but I said, the first thing you want to do when you go up there is you want to do what's called a pattern interrupt and you challenge them because most speakers, they're going to go up there. Hey, thanks for coming. What a great day. What a great room, blah, blah, blah. And people are like going to sleep in the first 30 seconds. So I say, go up there and say, listen, if you don't intend to take everything I say is gospel, if you're not ready to implement it, if you're not ready to do this, that, and the other thing, I don't even know why you're here. But for those of you that's not you, this is what's going to, and I actually gave you a little bit more. Uh, yeah, you did. You know what I mean? So you, they're like shook up and, and challenged, right? Right. And pattern interrupts are also part of hypnotic work. They're very right. hypnotic because when you pattern interrupt people, you create a temporary window of suggestibility in that shocking moment you can then plant seeds. So it's a very, I don't know, you probably uh, don't think of yourself as being a hypnotist, but that's a very hypnotic technique that you're using. I'm not, but I know all about it, right? And and I know things like open, opening the loop and this and that and the right. other thing. Uh, but anyway, um, I can't remember the other one. You said, don't bother me. Something like, oh. don't, be, don't be coming up here and talking to me, right? Yes. Do you remember well, the- a part of it is positioning. And another way that I would say that, I don't quite remember it that way, but I would say, listen, you can come talk to me on the break, but we're not going to be coaching your business on the break. If you have a question about something, That's just right. say another thing. And by the way, this is about the only time you're going to approach me here because as soon as the event's over, you got to go through about 50 hoops to even get me on the phone. That's so what is, you said. So this That's is your opportunity to and connect with me. that destroys the hesitation. That's making it scarce. That's right. That's making it scarce. That's making it urgent. That's right. And, Jim, and, no, yes, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 I'm not interrupting you. You're throwing there, gold nuggets. So there's, and there's two things that are part of what I call an irresistible offer. And that's really what we're creating from the word go is there's scarcity and urgency. So uh, for example, if I was pitching a high-end program, I would usually have some sort of a special offer. It might be a discount or it might be the same price. But by the way, if you say, if you enroll today, you're also going to get this, that, and the other thing. 
but I, but I need to tell you, I'm only doing it for the first five people. So there's urgency. Now, scarcity means there's a limited amount. And the way I, the way I did that is anybody that uh, for the first, uh, for the first five people that enroll in my VIP, remember that's my high-end program, I'm going to give you a bonus fast start coaching opportunity. So in other words, I'm going to double up the number of calls we're going to do in the first 60 days. You'll literally be talking to me every week. This is the best shot. But that's literally if, if five people, blah, 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 I added up, that's like another 20 hours a month or a week. And so I'm not going to do more than that. So it's only for the first five people. Right. So people started like running to the table. And I said, <laughs> Stephanie's back there. She's going to number them as they come in. And they're like, oh, my God. And the, the first what person a horrible gets up. problem. <laughs> what a horrible problem to have that the person you have in the back room. And by the way, that's funny. Do you know that we actually ran? I'm not making this up. We actually ran out of uh, order forms. We yeah. literally ran out. We had to go get hotel stationery and write oh, the order funny. forms on the back of that. Jim, we're going to wrap it up. I just want to say again, you are my coach. You are worth every penny of the investment people make to work with you. And speaking of which, how can people get in touch with you if they're interested in your services, which if you're not, you're an idiot. <laughs> how can they continue to get in touch with you, get more great value from you? So I'll give you a couple of ways. So first of all, um, about eight months ago, I, I read a book from a fellow Dream Business Mastermind member, David Phelps, called What's Your Next? And in the chapter, he talked about you know, there's going to be a point in your life where you want to focus on your legacy. It's a little more looking backward than just forward. And I thought, mm, again, a little white here. So I started thinking about that. And I also um, started thinking, I, I, I know I'm, I felt internally I'm supposed to help more people. But the paradox is I don't want to work more than three days a week. I just love my life right now. And I said, wait a minute. I got six books, which are amazing books. I'm going to give them away for free, obviously not printing and posters. So I made all of my books for free in Kindle, or if you're into Barnes and Noble, Nook Books, or the iBook store, they're free. So if you just go to Amazon, for example, says there's another Jim Palmer, used to be a baseball player. So just type hmm. in the word decide Jim Palmer, I'll come up, you'll see my author's page, click on my name, and then it'll show all my different books and you can download all of them for free in Kindle. Okay, so that would be a little gift for your readers. Uh, really a, a solid education. So my home base is getjimpalmer.com, getjimpalmer.com. If you're interested in the uh, Dream Business Mastermind, which would be a very smart opportunity, if you're, if you're thinking of doing that, join yep. Paul and about 28 other super smart entrepreneurs yep. and get coached by me. That's dreambizcoaching, dreambizcoaching.com. Jim, thank you. You've been uh, a scintillating, that was one of my, <laughs> and phenomenal. Those are two of my mom's favorite words. You've been a scintillating and phenomenal guest. You provided amazing value and you demonstrate what you teach as you teach it. I know as people find themselves watching this multiple times or listening multiple times, doing both, they should get out a notebook and note the number of times you did your own seed-based marketing because I lost count after like 25. <laughs> thank you, Jim. Thank you thank for being you. my thanks friend and my me. coach. It was a great pleasure. And thanks for listening to this episode. Bye now. The Influencer's Edge is brought to you by the Invisible Influence Series. If you're ready to massively increase your sales by leveraging the power of subconscious persuasion, then make sure you text the word COMPEL to 411-321. That's COMPEL to 411-321. And if you're outside of the United States, then use WhatsApp and text the word COMPEL to 1-909-741-1. 
1321. Make sure you put in your best email address because that's how we'll deliver the goodies. Thank you for tuning in to the Influencer's Edge, where you get the latest breakthroughs, cutting edge insights, tools, and techniques so you can leapfrog over the pack at sales, influence, and persuasion. Remember to visit our website at www.theinfluencersedge.com to enjoy even more great episodes like this one. We look forward to seeing you again on the Influencer's Edge Show.